0: Well, I want to say good morning to you uh, this first uh, social distance Sunday. Um, So we're going to try to make the very best of it. Uh, And just praise God for the ability to get his word out in various ways. I do want to encourage you to grab your Bibles there. And let's go to Psalm 119 uh, together. One thing that uh, is on the minds of a lot of Americans right now, is their 401k, it's their retirement. Uh, Certainly at at the moment, uh, it doesn't look real good uh, with the stock market going all over the place uh, with this coronavirus and all of these other things. And a lot of people... You know, the the tax codes, the the best investment strategies, and all those things. It's kind of over your head, and and that's what leads to a panic and mass sell-offs and all of these uh, other things. But luckily for us, you know, there are people who who make a living at helping us make the wisest uh, investments so that maybe uh, we'd be able to retire at some point. And certainly, it's great to make plans for retirement. Uh, Scripture is not against that by any means, but I wonder how many of us are making an internal investment plan. Are we as diligent to plan for our eternity and to invest in others as we are for our own personal retirement? I guess another question we could ask is, how could we possibly do that? Well, the one big thing for the text today is going to be that the best investment we can make is spending time in the Word of God. So let's look at Psalm 119, beginning in verse 9. It says, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. With my whole heart have I sought thee. Oh, let me not wander from thy commandments." Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Let's pray as we start our time together. Father, we want to thank you for this opportunity to uh, invest in your word and invest in time with one another, uh, even though it's digitally uh, rather than being in person. Uh, Father, we thank you that your Holy Spirit is with us as your children, regardless of where we are. And so I pray that as we study this text together, uh, that we would do more than just read it or study it or listen to it. Uh, God, we would learn what it means to meditate on it and that we would seek to apply it in a way that will glorify you in all that we do. And we'll give you honor, glory, and thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. So again, the, the best investment that we can make is spending time In the Word. So, what does it mean to grow in the Word? Growing in the Word requires us to do more than just read the Bible. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago when we studied 2 Timothy chapter 2. Studying the Bible is more than just reading it, it is exerting effort, time, and energy into not only reading. Understanding what it says but doing that final step that's really important and that is the applying the word when you first hear the statement that growing in the word requires us to do more than just read it uh, you may have thought something like well isn't reading the bible a good thing certainly it is um, we, we absolutely ought to read the bible it should be something that we discipline ourselves to do every single day, especially if we want to be keeping our lives pure. Notice there in verse 9, David says, wherewithal or how shall a young man cleanse his way? In other words, how can I keep my life pure before God? And he answers it by taking heed thereto according to your word. In other words, by not only reading it, but then obeying it, applying it. The point here is not that we read the Bible. The point that we need to understand is how should I read my Bible? For what purpose am I reading my Bible? The word hide here, or in verse 11, speaks more of than just opening your Bible and reading a verse or a chapter each day. It means to meditate on it, to think about it throughout the day. Really, it... It implies memorizing the word, internalizing it as well. Now, I can already hear some of you thinking, even through the podcast, you know, I get it, Pastor. I should be memorizing scripture, but frankly, it's just, it's too hard. I don't have the mind to remember it. You know, I often hear people say, well, of course you can memorize. They know you're, you're younger. Brother, sister, please don't believe the lie that you can't memorize scripture. All right, well, One thing I do with people who like to come into to the office or, or reach out to me uh, digitally when they say a bunch of I can't statements, uh, I always kind of stop them and say, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to replace the word can't With won't, and then I want you to say I won't, and then complete that statement. It's, I guess, maybe kind of a shock and awe strategy, but it's getting to the truth of the matter. Let's let's be honest. Most of us can remember. If you're a sports guy, you can remember a lot of stats from your favorite clubs, you know, from years ago you can remember movies you know that you watched you know years ago you can remember recipes by you know without ever looking at them again and so it's not that we can't memorize scripture it's frankly that we haven't prioritized memorizing scripture we haven't quite connected the word of god with the life of the child of God yet and that's really what we need to do because when we understand that one of the reasons God gave us the word is so that we can keep our life pure before him and as he says in verse 11 you I've hid my word in your word in my heart so that I won't sin against you then memorizing isn't about just reciting words on a page that we committed to memory uh a lot like taking a test in school, now this is about life application. This is about living in obedience to our Lord and our Savior. You know, I'm not saying that memorizing Scripture is easy. I, I'm, I am going to agree with you 100% that memorizing Scripture can be very, very tough at times. But let me ask it this way. Uh, have you learned how to walk? Well, how many times did you fall down while you were learning to walk? How many times did you fall before you started getting good at that whole walking thing? Did falling down all those times stop you from walking? Now, I'm not downplaying the difficulty of memorizing scripture. I promise. Again, it's hard. My point is that we find the time the energy and the determination to do what we value that's why jesus said for where your treasures there your heart will be also there matthew 7 you know what we value is seen by how we invest our time and our resources so the real question for us is will we pray and commend ourselves to investing in our spiritual life not only for eternity but for now again notice he's asking how can i keep my life clean well i'm that's not in eternity my my life is going to be clean there in the presence of god and he talks about hiding god's word in his heart they might not sin against him well there's going to be no sin in eternity so david is saying that meditating and memorizing Scripture is necessary now in this fallen world. Look in some more at that word hid in verse 11. It's also translated in Luke chapter 2 as the word ponder. Now, what was going on in Luke 2, you might be asking? Well, the shepherds had actually just come to where Jesus uh, was the night that he was born, and they had just told Mary all the things that the angels had said to them while they were out in the field and essentially they were saying why they had come. And, and Luke 2.19 says, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. She treasured them. She thought on them. She wondered, what does it really mean? If you and I are going to grow in our walk with God, and that's what this entire series is. If we're going to grow in our walk with God, then we're going to have to slow down a little bit. Especially when it comes to reading Our Bible. You know, I I read uh, something earlier this week that kind of cracked me up. Um, You know, every January, people talk about I want to read through the entire Bible uh, in a year. And needless to say, it doesn't always go very well. Um, And the number one reason why people cite that they're missing time in reading the Word is, well, I'm just too busy. Yet now, uh, in, in a very strange situation you know, in our nation and, and other countries around the world, we find ourselves basically self-quarantined um, for at least the next uh, 8 to 15 days or, or so. And we're kind of like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do with, with all my time. I, I, I can probably suggest a few things that we could all uh, use our time on. I'm not against reading through the Bible in a year. Uh, If that is what God has laid on your heart and it's something that you have done year after year, that is absolutely awesome. God bless you. Keep doing it. But sometimes I wonder, in our Bible reading, and maybe even in our memorization, if sometimes we don't get overwhelmed. Yo, if you were going to read through the Bible uh, from Genesis 1 all the way through Revelation 22 in a year... You're going to read on average about four to five chapters a day, seven days a week for 365 days. And so if you miss just one day, now you're talking eight to 10 chapters and let alone if you miss a week or so. And so I think sometimes we get overwhelmed and so we start to give up. So what if what if we were intentional about breaking our bible reading down into smaller portions of the bible over a longer period of time so that we could actually take time to read through them and ponder what it says and then ask how am i supposed to uh, apply this in my life. You know, if you're reading large chunks of, of scripture at a time, you know, four to five chapters, that's a lot to try to meditate on and, and key in on and, and apply. But if all of a sudden I'm breaking it down into smaller sections, I can take my time in doing it. It's a little bit easier if maybe I'm pressed for time and I can make sure to get to the question all right, Lord, this is what your word says. This is what it means. Now, how are you asking me to apply it? And so maybe that's one of the things that can help you. Uh, it's something that we started doing a couple of years ago, even here at Westlake, in putting out a Bible reading plan. Uh, we are using one that is not unique to me uh, by any means. It's Uh, from Replicate Ministries and uh, Pastor Robbie Gallaty out at Long Hollow Baptist. Uh, It's called the F-260 Plan. Uh, They've got one called F-260 New Testament. Uh, And this is where you read one to two chapters a day, if you're reading the whole Bible, for five days. And so it builds in a little time in case uh, our time management is off. Uh, But it's intentional about those smaller chunks so that we can take time with the word and so you need to spend time and ask the lord what is he asking you to do how can you be fruitful in your time in his word another thing about uh, growing in the word is it requires diligence you're not just going to fall into spiritual growth it's going to be something that you have to be intentionally pursuing Look at the end of verse 11. It says, That I might not sin against thee. Now, the reason that we read the word, one of the reasons that we read it and memorize it and meditate is we don't want to grieve the heart of God. And that's what, when we sin, whether it is intentional or unintentional, we are grieving the heart of God. And if I'm going to learn what sin is, if I'm going to learn how to avoid giving into that temptation, then it's going to require hard work on my part because within me is a natural desire to please myself, to do what I want, regardless of who it hurts or affects, and oftentimes regardless of what God says about it. But in verse 10 of our text, it says, with my whole heart I have sought thee. Oh, let me not wonder from thy commandments this is David just pouring out a genuine desire to live a life that pleases God and this goes back to our motivation we've talked about it throughout this series we our motivation cannot be obligation if the only reason I pray I study I memorize I attend church I give and I serve is because, well, that's what I'm supposed to do. Then there's no real uh, shock as to why you're not living in joy. There's no real shock as to maybe why your roots aren't growing deeper in Christ. We live a Christian life not because we have been told to, but because we love the one who has commanded us to and we want to please him we want to honor him with everything that we do which leads to an important question how can I do this how can I genuinely meditate on a scripture and internalize it and in, in effect memorize it begins by pondering again start out slow Paul said in Colossians 3.16 to let the word of God dwell in us richly. Have a Bible plan, reading plan that you can stick with. Again, it's not a race to see who can get from Genesis to Revelation first. It's not a race to see how many times can you get through the Bible you know, in a year or in five years or, or, or whatever. Reading the Word of God is designed to draw closer to God, to know Him more so that we can love Him more, which will lead to us obeying Him more. One of the best practices that you can get into is journaling. If you follow our blog, which you can go to our website in the top right corner there, it says blog and click on it you've probably seen that we're doing a series this year called Blogging Through the Bible in 2020. And every single day, what's happening, what's happening in that is, as I'm reading through that daily reading, the same one that the church is reading through, I'm allowing God to speak to me and as he speaks, what do I do? I write the date. I write the passage I'm reading. I underline it in my Bible. But then I start to write the answer to some questions that I'm seeing in that text. I write down things such as, what's going on in the text? What, is there a sin that is being pointed out, a promise that can be claimed, whatever it happens to be, I'm going to be writing just those little things down in there. So if if we were to do it in this text, you know, one of the things I'm going to write is today's date, the scripture is Psalm 119 verses 9-11. through 11. Now, I My heart was drawn to verse 9 where David asked, you know, how shall a young man uh, cleanse his way? And so I'm going to write things down. This is uh, David talking about how we can keep our life pure before God. I'm going to sit there and I'm just going to look at it. The next thing I'm going to do is I'm going to personalize it be intentional about asking the question how does this text apply to me now one of the things that we like to do a lot of times in bible study and i want to caution us against is we like to jump immediately to application without observation and interpretation all right those those are the three aspects of bible study observation interpretation application the problem with jumping straight to application is you can rob the text of its intended meaning. Um, there, there are a lot of examples of this. Uh, Jeremiah 29 11 is one of those that quickly comes to mind where, where God says, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Thoughts of good and thoughts for your peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. And that sounds great, you know, and if we just jump right to that verse and that application, we're going, well, God knows his plans and his plans are good for me. And and those, those things are right, but you're robbing it of his context. If you back up one verse, in verse 10 it says, when 70 years of captivity are accomplished in Babylon. So what God was saying through the prophet Jeremiah is, that because of their sin, they were going to suffer for 70 years. But God wasn't done with them. All right? God wasn't done with Israel. That that captivity was going to serve a purpose. And that purpose is found in the next couple of verses where he says, and you will search for me and find me when you search for me diligently with your whole heart. So it's important for us to begin with observation which means just looking at what's in the text who's writing it who are they writing to why are they writing it and then you move to interpretation which is you're looking for what is the meaning of this context in this text here look for repeated words and phrases notice though those things And the interpretation will come out. Now, a lot of you might be going, well, listen, I didn't go to seminary. I don't have a Bible degree. I don't know how to do this. Here's the beauty of it. The best teacher of the Word of God is the Spirit of God. And a lot of times, as you pray and you ask God to give you the meaning, if you just keep reading a little bit further, a lot of times God is going to reveal it to you. So we want to see what it says, understand what it says, and then we're going to move to the application of the text. And this is where you can personalize it. Put yourself in the text. All right, Let let me demonstrate this just really quickly with our text. So look at at verse 9. It says, wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? So if I'm going to personalize it, you could put it, wherewithal or how shall Justin... Or you put your name there, cleanse his way. By taking heed thereto according to his word, or with my whole heart have I sought thee. Let me not wander from thy commandments. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. Do you see the difference there? When you put your name there? It's not an impersonal reading about something David is hoping to occur. Now you're intentionally asking the question how can I keep my life clean and pure Lord what do I need to do in order for that to happen and so it makes it very personal and then the third aspect of it I would say is we need to learn to pray through the text this is another great way to meditate on a text this goes right along with personalizing it Start off by asking the question, what do I learn about God in this text? Well, we learn that God wants us to be able to keep our lives clean before him. That's why he's given us his word. So that's an act of grace. He can keep us from wandering away from him and that our sin is against him. And so that means he is holy and he is just. So that's what we learn in the text is that God is holy because His Word helps us keep a clean life. We learn that we can seek Him, that He's able to keep us from making sinful choices uh, and us wandering from Him, and that His Word helps us to keep uh, from sinning. So the next question to ask is, is this pointing out any sin in my life? You know, are you actively trying to read, meditate, and memorize Scripture? If not, confess that. But more so, ask the question here, is there anything in my life that's causing me to wonder from God? Is there anything in my life that is displeasing to Him? And spend time in confessing that in prayer. You know, next, are there promises to claim? Well, I'm going to say yes, that by reading and meditating and memorizing Scripture, God promises that with His Word and in the, in the Holy Spirit, It's going to help keep my life clean before him. And I'm not going to continue to give into those temptations and keep falling into sin. And then finally ask the question, what is this text asking me to do? I'm going to go back to journaling. Write the verse down. Write the context. But then write out what is God asking you to do personally? And then I would encourage you to take it one step further. Write out your response to God. In light of what he said, is there a specific step that you need to start doing? Maybe it's you're going to write out a prayer. Either way, the idea is to continue to read the text, to pray the text, to apply the text, to meditate on it. Because... Ultimately, we are not interested in the transferring of information. What we truly need to be rooted in and built up by God is transformation. And that happens as we read the word and meditate on it. We hide it in our heart so that we don't sin against him. So these are things that you and I can be intentional about doing. And I would love to be able to help you uh, in any way possible. If you want to see how we journal or our plan for memorization or whatever it is, please take time to reach out to me. Uh, you can reach me at Justin at WestlakeBaptist.org. You can reach us uh, on social media, uh, there on Facebook, or even on our YouTube channel. But we want to connect with you. We want to pray with you. We want to help you uh, use this quarantine time to be a time that we intentionally grow closer to God by being in his word so that we can live it out and make disciples of all nations. Thank you so much for joining us. We want to pray together real quick uh, before we end our time together. Father, we thank you for this time of just looking into your word. Lord, this is a part of your plan that we're not able to meet right now but father it doesn't mean that we can't meet with you and it doesn't mean that we can't be connected as the body of christ lord we are called to draw closer to you and to be a witness for you and so i pray that you would give us the knowledge and the ability to be able to do so we continue to pray for those who are suffering uh, with the coronavirus or, Lord, many other things. Uh, we want to pray for our leaders, for our healthcare workers as they continue to work diligently uh, to provide the very best care. Lord, we ask that you would be with them and keep them safe. And, Lord, we pray for those who are suffering uh, because they have lost a loved one, not just to a virus, but, Lord, to many other things. Lord, help us to be intentional of reaching out to them, loving them, and just simply pointing them to you. We thank you for your love and your grace that was made possible by Jesus' death on that cross. And Father, we pray that every day we would draw closer to you and that we would point others to you in Jesus' name. Amen.